The following program contains adult content. It is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This content is not safe for work. If you are a pearl clutcher, a prude, or a pious type, just don't listen. Welcome to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize that there are no nice guys. I am your host, Laura Coronado. Thank you for joining me. You're listening to the premiere episode of There Are No Nice Guys, and I can't thank you enough for being here. As I said in the intro, my name is Laura Coronado, and I am your host. I'm a longtime blogger, but a first-time podcaster. I am literally popping my podcast cherry before you right now. I have a 12-year-old blog called Lolly Shopping. That's L-O-L-L-I-E shopping.com. It started out as a little fashion blog in Las Vegas, Nevada, which is where I live, but it has since evolved into a lifestyle blog for grown-ass women. It's where I write about more than just fashion and shopping. I like to also cover topics about career, women's health, dating, friendships. I review books written by women, and I like to write about enjoying Las Vegas from a woman's point of view. About four years ago, I got divorced after having been married 22 years. It felt like a thousand, but it was 22. And when I found myself newly single, middle-aged, dejected, rejected, and discarded, but having many sexual adventures and misadventures, I began to journal all my experiences and started writing a book. It's still unfinished. As I researched for my book and spoke with other single women about their experiences, three things happened. One, I learned I'm not alone. We are not alone. All of us single women are having the same experiences. The details are different and specific to each of us individually, of course, but the overall impact of these experiences, the patterns of behavior that we are encountering when dating single men and the emotions we find ourselves dealing with are all basically the same. Let me be very clear. All the single ladies, you're not alone. The other thing that happened as I researched for my book and shared my tales with other women is that they all wanted me to start a podcast. They enjoyed talking with me. They enjoyed hearing my stories. They particularly appreciated the validation that one, they're not crazy and two, they're not alone. So I want you to think of this podcast as a support group for single women. It's my way to show other single women that none of you are alone in this mad, crazy, frustrating world of dating. Lastly, what happened to spur this podcast is that I posed a question on Facebook asking women to define the nice guy. The responses I received ran the gamut from defining nice guys as respectful and chivalrous to defining nice guys as boring and doormats. Some women even said to beware of nice guys because they're only nice at first, but then they turn into jerks. But it was when my friend Kat said that the nice guy doesn't exist and proceeded to explain why that I knew I'd found the title for my book 
my work in progress. There are no nice guys. So while the book is still unfinished, I felt the need to go ahead and launch the podcast under the same title simply because people asked me to. There seems to be a need for it, and I'm obliged. And so here we are. There Are No Nice Guys is a podcast about divorce, dating, and sex. It is not a man-bashing show. Although real stories will be shared by real women. Sometimes anger and pain will be expressed. These stories will contain elements of heartbreak, disappointment, and sadness. That's just women being real with no intention to bash all men. Sometimes these real stories by real women will be told anonymously. Look, women have careers, families, and reputations to protect. While I'm unedited and blunt, not all my guests can be. But I still want them to be honest about their divorces, about their orgasms, about big life decisions they've made. And if they need to be anonymous in order to do that, I'm okay with that. Some of my guests will include experts like life coaches, authors, relationship ex- experts, etc. In this premiere episode, I chat with my friend Kat Ludens, who inspired the title There Are No Nice Guys and what we mean when we say that. I also interview my friend Stacy Frazier and we talk about cuffing season and why dating generally sucks nowadays. So keep listening. I hope you get something out of it and that if you're a single woman, My wish for you is that you feel less alone in your dating struggles after today. Welcome back to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize that there are no nice guys. I am visiting with my friend, Kat Ludens. Kat, thank you for being here. Thank you. Uh, we're in Kat's place of business. It's called Hera Beauty, and it's here in Las Vegas. That's right. Kat, tell us what Hera is. So Hera Beauty, we are a private salon. We started Hera Beauty, oh gosh, in the earlier 2000, 2008, I think. Mm-hmm. And we have just adapted and changed to what our needs are and now we first started off as just a bridal company that was Mm -hmm. just doing hair and makeup for brides and now we have a full service salon with um, hairstylists and nail techs and estheticians and um, the one thing that's kind of cool about our uh, place is that we are like I said we are private Mm -hmm. so it is appointment only Mm -hmm. Um, and everybody here it's we do take on more of a family sort of uh, family style attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody here works together, but everybody, we have a lot of women who are moms who are um, their own business owners. Nice. So a lot of like booth renters here that all, but what's really cool is like when you're um, getting your hair done here, because we have three hairstylists, you have your hairstylist, but you also get the knowledge of two other hairstylists too, because we consult with each other, the same as with aesthetics. Mm-hmm. If you have like a skin condition that's going on, it, normally four of us will get together and be like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. What would you? What would be the best way that you would go 
about helping this client with this. Mm -hmm. So lots of cool stuff. We all work together. We are, um, yeah, we just, we kind of do our own thing. So are you an esthetician here? I am an esthetician mm -hmm. and a makeup artist. Mm -hmm. But everyone who works here, are, are, it's women, right? It's so all women. I feel like it's a gathering place for it women is. here. It is. Yeah. It absolutely is. And we are very supportive of women. We're very supportive of women-owned businesses. And we're supportive of uh, moms, mm -hmm. lots of moms. So uh, I would say that most of us in their shop, we all have kids. Mm -hmm. And so we all do have the, like, mom life that we all do. You know, we have kids in sports and school and all the things. And um, yeah, we try and support our girls as much as possible. We but try it's and a glamorous it. spot. Yeah. Well, because I'm not a mom. Right. And I'm not sure that I want to walk into a place where there's a bunch right. of kids. However, you do tend to keep the element of glamour alive yes. at Hair of Beauty. We so it's not like, it's like glamour moms. Right. Really. Well, we kind of look at this like our, almost like our giant she shed in a way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is the place that even though we can bring our kids in here and we can, and they can be comfortable, this is a place where we can go and do the things that women like to do. Um, the things that we just want to do, be creative mm -hmm. and get crazy and just be with friends and be amongst people where you just feel like secure and safe and not judged and everything. Because all of us have a story. All of us are our own ways we all have different very different personalities mm -hmm. and different things that we like and but the vibe in here is just that we're all family mm -hmm. and that we all love each other and that's how we want to work and we anytime we ever bring anybody else in that's new they know that if they want to be a part of our team they're gonna have to make sure that they kind of vibe with the rest of us are the vibe is more important to us than just having a person in here and you said it's private appointment only it but is. you are accepting new clients we do right? we yeah. do accept new clients you know if you don't know who you want to see um, you can always call me and I can direct you to who I think would be best for you if mm -hmm. you're looking for a specific thing because all of our girls do specialize in other in special things too mm -hmm. so like we have one that's like a blonde specialist we have one that's an extension specialist wow. we have one that does a lot of the like vivid colors like mm -hmm. the unicorn and the mermaid hair nice. yeah our estheticians are the same way we have one that is actually um also a uh, microblader Ooh. so she does permanent makeup mm -hmm. and she does like the um, removal mm -hmm. as well as the aesthetics um, we have a couple of the girls that do like the more mechanical mm -hmm. uh, facials so the ones that like microdermabrasion mm -hmm. or diamond dermabrasion mm -hmm. microcurrent LED um, basically underneath the line of medical aesthetics mm -hmm. um, but still with stuff that's very effective, yeah. you know, still yeah. doing things that are effective, but maybe if you're not so much into like the heavy duty, like lasers and things mm -hmm. like we don't do that here, obviously, yeah. Yeah. because we're not set up that way. But um, the other stuff, yes, we yeah. absolutely yeah. do that. We have all kinds of fun stuff and we're always willing to try nice. cool stuff. Yeah. Our nail girl, Kathy, is really awesome. Mm -hmm. She actually I've runs. I my nails done by Kathy. Yeah, she runs one of the largest professional nail groups on Facebook. Mm -hmm. She has thousands of nail techs from all over the world that are in this Facebook group mm -hmm. and that's how they all share their knowledge and so like honestly if you're looking for a certain trend that you see on like Instagram if you're looking for a nail art or something you got to come and see Kathy because yeah. chances are she can do it she has it yeah <laughs> I've been in here and I've gotten dolled up mm -hmm. oh yeah chrome every I mean everything that you want makeup and everything mm -hmm. and of course the makeup is um, you know, that's something I've been doing for a really long time. So all the styling, hair and makeup for photo shoots. So I've done a photo shoot here. I've gotten dolled up here. I've done a photo shoot here as well. Um, but I don't know if you remember how we even met because we, that wasn't our first meeting, but that was our first time that you had done my makeup. Right. Um, but we actually, I knew your husband before I met you. Right. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about that. I yeah. knew that you knew my brother-in-law. I knew that you knew mm -hmm. my husband. I knew that you knew Stacy. And I was trying to, was it? 
I thought I landed on my husband. Stacy, after I met your husband. So I met Stacy and you through your husband because your husband, I work in the same field, which is marketing and communications. And that's how he and I had met. It's just through networking. Right. I want to say, I believe that maybe the first time we met was were you hosting a fashion show? Possibly. There was time. Because there was a fashion show Uh I remember going to. You 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 were at. Yeah. yeah. That might have been it. (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. Um, so Kat is actually the one who inspired the name of my book, There Are No Nice Guys, and this podcast. And that all happened because I posted on Facebook. I wanted women only to respond, and some men did try to <laughs> respond. We all know how I feel when men break the rules on Facebook. If I say this, po- this post is specifically geared toward women and men chime in, I tell them to fuck off. <laughs> so I did post... I want to say almost like a year ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. Um, I asked the ladies, please define the nice guy. And Kat just came up with the most fabulous answer that then inspired me to write that first chapter, get started on writing my book, and now has inspired the title of the podcast. So Kat, if you don't mind, I would love for you to tell me what your response was to that comment. Sure. Okay. So what I wrote, and I'm glad that you were able to remind me of what I wrote because <laughs> I was trying to go back online to look and I was like, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to find this organically. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have it. <laughs> I have it filed away. Okay, so what I had written was the nice guy doesn't exist. He doesn't exist because the nice guy trope is either a self-serving title that a guy gives himself or it's a title given to him by someone else who isn't interested in him romantically. That doesn't mean genuinely nice people don't exist. They're categorized incorrectly. I think what most people want is a a partner who is balanced, someone who can be assertive or subdued according to situation, someone who is thoughtful but not overbearing, someone who treats others the way they like to be treated without ego or ill intent, someone who recognizes the value of another person and encourages them to continue to be who they are, someone who sees the value in a relationship and the power held within it. These aren't the the traits of a nice guy. These are traits of decent human beings, male or female. Wow, that meant so much to me when I read that. And the reason I came up with the title, There Are No Nice Guys, is because, well, one, it's, of course, it's shocking. But two, (laughs) I want to just eliminate that Mm -hmm. categorization. And we need to eliminate all of them. Right. Um, The perfect woman, the nice guy, you know, the douchebag. Right. We categorize because it becomes simple for us to better understand that person. Right. Having said that. I really like nice guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really do like a nice right. guy, but I think what it comes down to is that I like decent human beings. Sure. I like to be treated decently and with respect. Right. And um, there are certain men who just really personify that, who just really show those qualities of respecting women and uh, being uh, mindful of their behaviors and being respectful. Um, so those are the kind of men I'm drawn to. And I still can't help but say... Right. The nice guy. Right. Yeah. I I understand. You know, when I hear the word, um, I'm a nice guy or he's a nice guy. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a friend who's trying to set you up, my, my, the first thing I always think is what does that mean Mm -hmm. exactly? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Like if you tell me that you're a nice guy, what exactly is it that you're meaning by saying that when you're saying I'm a nice guy? Yeah. Are you saying that you're a kind person? Are you saying that you're a 
person who cares about things? Are you mm-hmm. saying, you know, all these different things? Or are you just saying, hey, I'm not a guy who's going to fuck you over? Yeah. You know, yeah. What, what exactly does that mean? Yeah. Or even if I'm a nice girl. Or, I mean, I feel sometimes like when you have these ideas of what nice is, mm-hmm. it's just like, what? is nice like yeah. everybody's idea of what nice is is so different i mean every everybody interprets that word it's too it's so broad it's that's such true. a broad word that's true you know i mean and it really doesn't even say anything at all i mean at least the word kind mm-hmm. the ki- you know what the word kind means mm-hmm. what does the word nice mean true you know we need better better adjectives exactly <laughs> <laughs> So uh, your relationship status is that you are... I am married. You are, and how long? So actually, tomorrow is actually my 13th wedding <gasps> anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah, That's so amazing. Yeah, so my husband and I, um, yeah, we were married 13 years ago uh, tomorrow. Um, and we have been together since 2002. Wow. Yeah, so that is, add on a few more years in there, right? <laughs> <laughs> amazing. And how did you guys meet? Wait, 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 before you answer that. Uh-huh. Is he a nice guy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, it's really funny. Yes, I, I would say my husband is a nice person. He's a yes, kind he person. He's a very nice person. Um, yeah, now I would say that when I first met my husband, if I could have categorized him as a nice guy, I actually don't know that I could have, I, I, I don't even think I would have categorized him like that at all because of the way we, we met. It, it not even, I mean, that makes it sound really dramatic, but... <laughs> Actually, the way we met is kind of an unusual story, I think. Um, my husband and I met in 2002 mm. online when online dating was like, it was like online dating like 1.0. It like Was it like MySpace? Thing. No, it wasn't even MySpace. Wow. It was before MySpace. Um, it was before, like it was, I mean, I'm actually going to, I can't believe I'm actually going <laughs> to. It was on, it was on Yahoo Personals. Yeah, which Yahoo yeah, had a personal section. No, I did not. I remember people. Craigslist had a personal yeah, section. No, <laughs> Yahoo had a personal section. Wow. And at that point in my life, I had been, um, I had a full time job. Mm-hmm. I had gone to school part. I was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do with my life. I wasn't. I had gone to college. I wasn't sure it was for me. I had kind of dropped out. Was working full time. I was partying full time. Nice. <laughs> and one of my things about my partying full time was that I was like not into any of the men that I'd be meeting in any of the places I was partying. Like, cause these are clubs, clubs and Vegas and that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Studio 54. Mm-hmm. I like, that was open. Oh, yeah. Venus Lounge. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, all these places, CK1, mm-hmm. all these places that were around long time ago. Um, Utopia. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you know, places like that. And I was like, I'm not interested in meeting any kind of dude that I would meet at these places. Like mm-hmm. I go with these place to these places with my girlfriends. I, we go to dance, we go to drink, we go to have fun. We're not here to go pick up men. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm if I'm gonna find a guy, I don't know where I'm gonna find him in between me working and partying. So, hey, I've heard this online dating thing. Maybe there's kind of like, I'm just gonna, it was starting to kind of trickle into the world. Um, and I was like, meh. Let's give it a try. Why not? Let's see what happens. You know. So, what was that online experience like? Was it anything like Match. dot com? Was it anything I, like what we see nowadays? So I have to admit that I. I mean, I can only tell about my experiences from my friends that are on modern dating apps now. Yeah. Oh, and you've seen commercials right, too. Exactly. Yeah. Now, no, my experience back then completely. I mean, 
if you online if you online dated the way I online dated, you would never find a single person in your life I think <laughs> so the reason I'm saying that is that when we were on like this Yahoo personal site um, we didn't have pictures photos of ourselves up it was literally like gray screen avatar kind of sort of thing um, we didn't even have our real names on there it was like screen names how could anybody date like that there's no pictures and there's no, no pictures, real name no real that could name be like a serial killer yeah well at this point too because it's 2002 I was not a person like now in 2019 we are on our our phones are right next to us yeah. our emails are right at our pockets yeah. every moment um, in 2002, that wasn't the case. I mean, I was working in retail at that point, mm-hmm. too. So really, it wasn't as if I was going on to my computer all the time. I mean, laptops were barely even a thing mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything was still the big, huge, giant desktop. I mean, I think we still had the AOL disks that mm-hmm. came in the mail to mm-hmm. do the operating system. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you had the weird beeps and the boops for the, mod- for the modems, <laughs> yeah. you know, connecting. So I was at that point in my life where I was really only on the computer checking my emails like once a week. Mm -hmm. So when I first decided to go on to online dating, um, way back when, uh, I was trying to figure out a way to kind of keep things organized for myself. Because again, no pictures, no real names. So Mm -hmm. how do you know who a person is if they are rb7444 at aol.com right so um can you even remember or can you tell us are you willing to tell us what your online name was back then do you remember what Nate's was okay so I do actually kind of remember so at the time I was working for Red Bull Mm -hmm. and I had an email there was a drink that and I was working for Red Bull and we were going around. I was like one of the girls that like I managed the team that did the cans, you know, sent all the girls out. You were out. the Red Bull girl yeah, manager. Yeah, I was the Red Bull girl <laughs> manager. And um, there was a drink that was made with Red Bull and champagne, which I now think about and I think it sounds kind of awful. Mm-hmm. But at the time, at it was the hip. time it was hip. Exactly. Yeah. And it was called the name of this drink was called Pure Sugar. And so it was. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that my screen name at the time was Pure Sugar Girl. Oh my God, you just just gave me goosebumps. That is so hot. My online name was Pure Sugar Girl. And then I think my husband, because he was working, he was on the computer. And so for him, online dating, I don't think, was still a weird thing because it was the first time he'd ever forayed into it too. Mm -hmm. But he worked on the computer. But his his, uh, screen name, I think, was like Graphics Guy. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, exactly. Like, it would have been funny if his was, his was like diabetic graphics guy, right? something, right? Sorry, pure like, sugar oh, can't sugar. do. No, nope, sorry. Unhealthy <laughs> for me. <laughs> okay, so when I was going through my person, my Yahoo personals, of course, just like Tinder today, you put up a new profile, mm-hmm. and within minutes. <laughs> So you're you were overwhelmed yes, with, I had oh, tons that even happened back then. Okay, because yes. that happens now. Yeah, now, I again, I, I think I was a little bit, I mean, it's kind of super nerdy about the way I was doing things mm-hmm. because it was so new and nobody I knew had done online dating. So mm-hmm. I was trying to like cross my T's and dot my I's, mm-hmm. you know. So I literally had like file folders of like, who these different people were Mm -hmm. so I could kind of keep track of what exactly conversations we were having. But in my profile, so I did do some research before I put up a profile. I actually went through the site and Mm -hmm. read other people's profiles to Uh. see what other people were writing. Uh 
and I was horrified. Why? It was really sad, to be honest with you, the things I was reading. From men or from women or both? Both. Really? It was really sad. I mean, and back, this is, remember, this is 2002, and this is online dating and this new thing. And so I'm thinking, I'm thinking that people were kind of looking at it as like, this is my last hurrah. I'm going to go on. I can't meet <gasps> people on, anywhere, so I'm going to go on. Like, so it's like the profiles I was reading, it was just like, I've been in Vegas for two years, and I'm sad. You know, I have no friends and I'm sad. You know, I'm thinking to myself, is this really the best foot forward that you want to be putting out there in this world if you're trying to find somebody today? I mean, I guess if you're trying to find somebody who is also also sad, sad. (laughs) (laughs) then that's perfect. But to me, I'm like, you know, kind of put your best foot forward, right? Yeah. So that's how you and Nate met was online. So what was it about his profile that attracted you so, to him what was it about his profile that attracted him to you and and mind you i want to reiterate this for everybody listening no pictures no pictures no real name no real name. so my husband okay so i'm i'm japanese american right mm-hmm. um my husband did not even know i was asian because mm-hmm. that was one of the things that i had encountered a lot when i was um just out and about was a lot of dudes with yellow fever right if you don't oh, know what yellow fever is yes for Asian women, it's like this situation where like these guys fetishize you because they think that because you're an Asian chick that you are supposed to be some kind of way mm-hmm. or supposed to do things a certain way or maybe you're submissive, mm-hmm. maybe it's exotic, all those things, yeah, you yeah. know. So if you had even the inkling, if I even had an inkling that you had yellow fever, you were not for me mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I was like, no, I can't yeah. do that. I'm not somebody's. I'm not here to be somebody's fetish. I'm like, mm-hmm. and I, I'm a human being, I'm yeah, a person, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, so, so what I did was I had all these, I, you know, of course, right off the bat, when you get like 50 emails from like 50 random guys, you go through them pretty quick and you're mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I just went through that first qualification of, I don't want any kids or I don't want any to date anybody that has kids right now. And how many of the men just were like, hey, I'm so-and-so, I'm this age and I have three kids. And mm-hmm. you're like, wow, did you even read? Yeah, exactly. You know, and so then I was just like trash, trash, yeah. trash, trash, you know. Um, then it kind of just started whittling down. There was really just, and you know, after a certain amount of time, I just shut my email off because mm-hmm. I was like, no, I don't need any more. Like I got like 150 dudes in my e- inbox. I just, whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just started kind of going through them. You know, a lot of them got just thrown out right from the go. Um, <clears throat> there was one guy that was a, definitely a no, but I kind of like interacted with him for a little bit mm-hmm. just because I couldn't believe the things he was saying to me. <laughs> I just wanted to see so how far he you were would, just fucking with him. I was fucking with him because I just wanted to see how far he would go. Like this dude didn't even know me. I think we had one email, like one email, like mm-hmm. my first introductory email. It's like, hey, tell me more about yourself. Thanks for thanks for hitting up my profile. You know, tell me more. And he proceeds to send me literally this like home written like romance novel erotica story i'm so embarrassed for him yeah which cracks me up though too because again remember no pictures no real names so you're literally taking it from you're writing this whole story this imaginary like do do you do you send this out to every girl probably like i'm touching your brown hair and i look deep into your brown eyes oh my god well considering that's all you know about me okay (laughs) yeah that's so, so odd. Yeah. So eventually it kind of just got to the point. And that, like I said, I wasn't on email a whole lot. It wasn't like I was working on this, yes. like a hardcore sort of thing. It was when I would get on my email, 
Um, I would check it, maybe write back a little bit. Hey, how's mm-hmm. it going? You know, blah, 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 blah. You mm-hmm. know, again, it wasn't like we were, it was anybody I was getting into these long, in-depth conversations. Because again, it's on email. And yeah. that, at that point, now, I don't think it would be that weird. Mm-hmm. Back then, weird. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, so you go through, I would go, and eventually, Nate was one of the, was like the only guy I was even really talking to anymore. Mm-hmm. I was the only guy I was emailing back and Ooh. forth with. And when I talk about emailing back and forth, I'm talking like, I was like, he would email me and I would email him like a week later because I would only check my email like once a week, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? So we did this for a couple of months. Wow. And then he kind of had suggested, he's like, you know, I am, I do work on a computer. So if you ever want to get like on a chat program or something oh. like, hey, maybe we can like chat sometime. Yeah. So, I, oh, I didn't even, of course, I mean, oh, wow, weird. I didn't even think about yeah. that. I guess I could do that. So I went on to like ICQ. Remember that? No, I don't. Yeah. ICQ was one of those chat programs. Uh-huh. Um, went on to ICQ. We chatted one day. Um, it wasn't for very long because, you know, he was at work. I didn't want to like, you know, just, just, hey, how's your day? Blah, blah, mm. blah, 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 blah. You know, just emailing back and forth. He's telling me about things that he had done. Oh, that was one thing that I had really liked about him mm. was that in every single email that he ever sent to me, it was never the, I'm lonely and I'm sad. <laughs> it was the, oh, I went to Oktoberfest with my friend Scott or I went to this place with my mm. other friend, mm-hmm. you know, oh, we did this. He's very out and about yeah, kind of guy. he's a very out and about guy. He likes to go out and experience life and go and do things. So it was kind of nice because it wasn't just like, I'm just at home playing video games, being sad. <laughs> I'm out going and living my life, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I like that. I admire yeah. that because I was going out and living my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I had my girlfriends that I was partying with and going out and we were, you know, just doing our own thing, yeah. living the, our best lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he eventually start, ended up being the only person I was talking to and we chatted and then he was like, hey, do you, maybe we can talk on the phone one day. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Nice. Let's exchange numbers. I talked to him on the phone once. I remember it, it was such a weird thing because I was, you know, busy going, getting ready to go party and stuff and. I was at the Hard Rock, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know what? This dude told me I should give him a call. So yeah. um, I know I'm about to go party and stuff, but I'm just going to call and say hi, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So I did. I just called, hey, I'm at the Hard Rock, just saying hi. I know you said to call. I just thought I'd call. Hey, hi, you know? And that was it. End of story. Uh-huh. Um, very briefly after that, it was probably only a day or maybe a couple of days after that, we said, you know, hey, maybe it makes sense for us to meet. Yeah. Um, Because this is kind of getting to be kind of stupid now. Mm -hmm. Now we've talked online or we've talked on the phone. We've talked online. Mm -hmm. We've emailed for a while. We should meet. Yeah. So this at this point, we set up a date. He asked me if you want to go to coffee or to for drinks. Mm -hmm. And of course, I say drinks because no, I don't want to do this on coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because again, still don't know what this dude looks like. Mm -hmm. So I think that is kind of unusual in the fact that it's like in a way we almost old school courted. That that's nice. You know, yeah, it was kind of we we actually got to know each other mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. before we actually met in real life, mm-hmm. and because we got to do that at that point when we were meeting in real life, it really was: are we physically attracted to each other? Mm-hmm. So we kind of went opposite the way a lot of things go, right? Mm-hmm. Usually, when you meet somebody in person, it's I'm physically attracted to this person, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you kind of get to know: are we like mentally attracted to each other, emotionally attracted to each other? For me, it was like we already kind of knew: like, hey, this guy's cool. This, you know, I we have a fun time. Mm-hmm. we can talk and we can laugh about a bunch of random things and you know now is he the kind of guy that I want to like say hey this is my boyfriend yeah yeah you know yeah yeah so you know so we we at that point then said okay let's go to a bar we're gonna go meet we then sent each other pictures 
Oh. So we knew who we were looking yeah. at, looking for. You still don't know what we you guys still look didn't like. know. So it was almost like a weird blind date. Wow. You know, um, I of course had my girlfriend who was my emergency, my uh, in case of emergency mm-hmm. phone call. I mm-hmm. was like, "You call me at nine, and if it is like awful, I need you to get me out of here." Mm-hmm. You know, and she was like, "Okay, I'm going to call you at nine. And, and this is just where the story goes kind of crazy. So we, he, we end up meeting. We actually end up having a really great time. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of fun because we've been talking and we're just like into each other. And my girlfriend calls me at nine. Mm-hmm. And I actually tell her, she's like, how's it going? And I'm like, it's going great. Uh-huh. And she's just like, oh, my God. Do you say God. that right in front of him? I, or? Uh, no, he did you go, go to the bathroom, okay, okay, I think. Okay. And, he, and she had actually called. And I was like, it's going great. But then he finally came back. And I was like, I totally did this. I said to my girlfriend, oh, my God, you should totally come down here and hang out with us. We're having fun. Is there a reason why you did that? Or were you just all excited? Because we really were just actually having a good time. But you didn't feel like that was going to sort of, I don't know, impede on your good time? Like you're having a good time with this guy? and I think it probably kind of did. But at the same time, too, it was kind of just like, I think he was like, I think that where we were at is I don't think either of us knew knew what uh, when we first started the date I don't think either of us had any ideas of how the date was going to go yeah. right at that point. So I think that when we just were laughing and having good time I think both of us were just like oh my gosh this is just feels so natural mm-hmm. and so normal mm-hmm. like I wish we had some friends here because we're just having some uh, just yeah. a really good time. So it was almost like we were just already in our coupledom. Oh. And it was just like, I want, it was like, I was, you know, I, I, maybe it was that I was just anxious for him to meet my friends at this yeah, point because I'd yeah. already been talking to him for a yeah. couple of months. Yeah. You know, my girlfriends knew I'd been talking to mm-hmm. this guy. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when we were like, so, so yeah, I told her, come, and she was like, I, I remember she was just like, are you sure? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you? I'm like, yes. Anyway, so she was like, okay. I told him when he came. I was like, hey, I, I know this is this is going to sound really weird, but like I invited him. I, and I don't think he had any weird issues with it, uh-huh. obviously. Uh-huh. Um, and she came down and she hung out with us and she hung out for a couple of hours and we all played pool and we just had a good time and it was great. And then we all left and it was awesome. And it, we had, a, it was funny and she laughed and she told me as she texted, she like texted me as she's like leaving the parking lot. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I... I saw you guys making out. Uh, and then she was like, ha go get it, girl, right? And uh-huh. I was like, oh, cute, you know? So it was like, it, you know, it was kind of nice. I had, it, he had her approval. Uh-huh. She, he had, her, you know, everybody was, it was cool. It was yeah. like, in, it was friendship, instant yeah, yeah. friendship, you know? So, um, yeah. And that really just kind of made it really simple. And then basically once I had met him, he kind of never could get rid of me after that. <laughs> and so, yeah, here I am. Here, here we are, to. 13 years later, you know? <laughs> nice. <laughs> So in comparison to what you experienced back in 2002, Mm And I, I guess you, we would have to consider you to be a pioneer of online dating. <laughs> kind of, sort of. I do. I have told my friends who've started online dating this story mm-hmm. before. And every single one of them is just like, you did what? I and mean, this how? is like vintage online it dating really that is. you just gave us. This it is really like vintage is. online dating. I love it. <laughs> so now what you know of online mm-hmm. dating today or just dating in general. I, I know I'm one of many of your single friends mm-hmm. and I'm all about on Facebook talking about it. Right. Stacy's all about right. on Facebook. We Absolutely. all do, right? Um, so from what you observed, 
what do you think of the dating world today? And how, how do you think you, as the woman you are today, would fare right. in today's single world? Well, to be honest with you, I feel like the dating world now is, oh, it's a very, very different world than it used to be. You know, I, I will say in 2002, there was very much an innocence that went with the internet, you know, it sense. was new, it was scary, it was big, it was life changing, you know, and so people I think were cautious about mm -hmm. what they put out there. Mm -hmm. And I think as we have gone, as society has gone on and now the internet is just, and, the, and, and apps and stuff are just a part of our world now. Yeah. I feel like some of that in innocent has, has definitely gone, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, on your same phone where you can have your app for dating, you can also have your app for porn. Yeah. You know, at the exact same time. And so I, I do think it's a lot harder. I think that as much as technology and the world has opened everything up to, I mean, so much more information than we could have possibly imagined. Yeah. I think that that's also kind of stifling at the same time too. Mm -hmm. I think that people, it's, it's like oh, oh, information overload in a way. It's people are so out there with every aspect mm -hmm. of their lives now mm -hmm. um, that I feel like there has been a line that's been crossed. There's an way. elimination of mystery. Yeah, there's definitely an elimination of mystery. I think that because it, it feels like the dating world right now is kind of manic, you know? Yeah, it feels manic. It feels really <laughs> manic to me. And I feel like people are so anxious to be heard both mm -hmm. men and women mm -hmm. and I think that the changes in society I think that both men and women are having a really really hard time with how fast technology has changed our world well the other day you said something to mm -hmm. me about you said you felt like that men yes. specifically said men are yes. going through a hard time right yes, now very and much women so. are at the brunt mm -hmm. of what they're experiencing absolutely I mean we're talking about so much societal change in mm -hmm. such a very short amount of time you know I, I see I mean, and I feel like I, maybe now that I'm in my 40s, mm -hmm. I feel like I, I, I talk about being in the high branches of the perspective tree mm -hmm. now, you know, mm -hmm. that turning 40, you make this turn and all of a sudden you see things with these new eyeballs that mm -hmm. are just a little different than you saw them when you were in your 30s, yeah. you know, and a lot of that has to do with relationships for me mm -hmm. and a lot of it and seeing how people's really, I see a lot of people that I know who are now in their 40s who are now experiencing um, divorces. Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. that there weren't divorces before, but like, you know, these are like now people who've been married for a while who are now going through divorces mm -hmm. and through these different situations. And I I have, and I will say with Facebook and you get to see all these different things, I can tell you that I honestly have found, I've seen so many of my male friends online who are, and I'm glad that they're doing this, but they are expressing how much society and the way that the world is now is weighing on mm -hmm. them and that they have nobody to talk to and that they're not sure how to deal with their emotions. And I think that's because um, a lot of men right now, especially in the men in the age range of, of the people that would be like the, the, the dating, the pool. dating pool, right? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, they're kind of stuck between two worlds, you mm -hmm. know, they're stuck between a world that used to be, with examples that used to be so with mothers in the household and fathers out working and you know and and kind of like this basic family structure but now being in modern society and realizing that this is not the 1950s anymore yeah. women are not in that same position you cannot treat your wife the same way that your mother was being 
treated. And so are... really the way I interpret this, and you're obviously much more compassionate about this than I am. <laughs> but what I'm hearing and what I'm thinking and analyzing is that basically you have a bunch of men, not all men, we always have to say that, not all men. Not all men. <laughs> a bunch of men who were raised to feel like they were so fucking special. And then they grow up yes. and they realize you ain't that fucking special. Yes. And, and that's, that's actually really the yeah. world that we are living in today is that we are dealing with a vast group of women who are saying to men, you're not that fucking special. Yeah. Well, Don't and fucking I think treat that me like this shit. I also think it's not just women. And I think that that's where it's becoming even harder. I think it's not just women who are saying it. I actually think it's the world who's saying it. True. And I think that it's society. Uh, other men it, are you know? saying it to exactly. other men. You're not that it's, fucking special. It's like the way we kind of look at it. It's like as a woman, as a woman of color, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you kind of always know. You know, it's like when you're little girls, you're told, you know, you can be this or you can be that. And as you get older, you kind of realize, yeah, Yeah, well, those words weren't actually really (laughs) meant for me. They were they I'm glad that you were trying to tell me these things. But the way society actually works, that's not the way it actually Mm -hmm. works. Right. Um, So what I think happened then is now you've got like a lot of a big subset of these men Mm -hmm. who were kind of like, if you are the nice guy, mm-hmm. if you are, if you work hard, if mm-hmm. you do all the things that you're supposed to, you know, you're a good, if you're, if you do all the things that make you a nice guy or a good man, yeah. you are supposed to be given all these things that you were basically promised, yeah. right? You're yeah, supposed yeah. to have the happy life and the, and the uh, picket fence with mm-hmm. the dog and the three kids and the wife and the, you know, this idea of what, and, and I think that men are kind of starting to realize that like, oh shit. I was lied to. Yeah. I was straight lied to. Yeah. Whereas I think that other people, like women of color, we mm-hmm. kind of always have been like, well, yeah, we were lied to. We, we always kind of figured was that out a while yeah. ago. I'm sorry you guys are kind of figuring this out now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry that you were lied to so much and that we didn't realize you were being, that we didn't realize that you didn't know yeah. you were being lied to. Yeah. yeah. You know? True. Because it's just the way it is. So having said that, when you look at everything going on, are you, do you sometimes wake up and you're like, God, I'm glad I'm married and I don't have to deal with any of this I will shit. say that I am glad I am married. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, when I hear my girlfriends and they're complaining about what's been going on, I'm like, whoo, glad I don't have to do yeah, that. Yeah. I will say that if I, if for some reason I was all of a sudden single today, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you know, my husband is a, my husband's a great guy. I have yeah. a great husband. Mm-hmm. And so I, it would be kind of hard for another guy to come in and, you know, he would have those shoes. big shoes to fill. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, to be honest with you, I think that in this day and age that it might be that I... In woman in my 40s, I mean, I have my kids and stuff. Mm -hmm. If I all of a sudden found myself single, I probably would just literally be single, like alone. Just enjoy it. You know, enjoy my alone time. Enjoy the solo time. Because it's like, to me, a good relationship is one where the other person enhances your life Mm -hmm. and doesn't bring more strife. If they're bringing more strife into your life and more problems Mm -hmm. and they're not being that partner that mm-hmm. you need, which mm-hmm. is, I think, what everybody is really looking yeah. for. They're looking for that complimentary partner mm-hmm. who's going to, like, you want the person who's going to be able to pick up where you left off, mm-hmm. you know, where you cannot go any further. That person can be like, I can take it the rest of the way. Yeah. You know, um, that's one thing I would say is really good about my husband, you mm-hmm. know, is like, I, I, and I would say that I've experienced this kind of firsthand because a couple of months ago over the summer, I had major surgery. Uh-huh. And my husband was wonderful. He was the spouse that you hope your spouse would be. 
in a situation where you are taken out for yeah. a couple months. And I was out for like literally out. I couldn't do anything for mm-hmm. a couple of months. Mm-hmm. You know, my husband had to take care of a lot. He had to manage the household and he had to manage the kids. And, you know, I mean, we had some, I'm, I'm grateful because we had some really good, good support system during that time my sister came over she Mm -hmm. was super helpful helping with the laundry and things like Mm -hmm. that but my husband was an ideal partner for me at that point Mm -hmm. he really was like he had no problems with like helping me with uh my medications that I had to take and he took me to every single one of my doctor's appointments Mm -hmm. I mean even if he had to get out of work like he just straight up was like told work hey I got to take my wife to this appointment Mm -hmm. it might take four hours like you know I just got to do this yeah and he just was like I really couldn't say, I, I have nothing bad to say about how my husband was mm-hmm. during that time period. He was awesome. Yeah. You know, and I, I I hope that my other friends, my single friends, like when they are looking for somebody who's going to be their partner in, mm-hmm. in life, that it is somebody who is going to be there. Well, thank you for wishing that for all of us. Yes, I do. I do <laughs> wish that for, because look, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, sexy time is one thing, mm-hmm. but it's the hard times. Of course. my advice to single women would be stay true to yourself Mm -hmm. know know thyself right know thyself yeah know the things that are the things that make you you Mm -hmm. know the things that are deal breakers for you Mm -hmm. you know sometimes you don't know that until you actually go through heartbreak because then you realize okay i don't ever want to experience that again Mm -hmm. but know those things yeah because those are the things and if you and and if you stay by those things and those are the things that you're like no this is my my standard, this is my rule I'm making for myself. Mm-hmm. If somebody is going to, like, don't, like, and again, it's like, a, it's that whole thing. You don't want to be so extreme to where now you've made this rule, but you've mm-hmm. made this rule in, res- like, out of a response, right? Yeah. And you're just like, I will never date a guy who's <laughs> like this again. Yeah. You know, it's like, you kind of just have to be, know the warning signs, know if you're starting to see the little red flags popping mm-hmm. up, like, ooh. This needs to be a discussion, yeah, like right away. And don't be afraid of this discussion. And because that's the other thing is, I think healthy relationships, communication is key, of course, right? Yeah, and it's honest, just like I had said, it's honest communication that's not with ego, not with ill intent. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're gonna, if you want to talk to somebody, like consider what their feelings are. Yeah, and I hope that, it, and this goes for both men and women. Consider what their feelings are. Consider what you're feeling. Just because you have feelings and they're viewpoint is opposite yours does not mean that either of your feelings need to be invalidated Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. it's like i hate to say that we can just agree to disagree you know (laughs) because i don't think that that necessarily always works but it's it's the compromise right yeah yeah. it's like finding the compromise in whatever it is that you're doing yeah you know if you have if you feel strongly one way or the other hopefully if you're a real true partnership you're going to go with you you and your partner are going to be so in sync that you you know what the right decision is for you yeah you know yeah well, thank you, Kat. I really appreciate it. This is great advice. Absolutely. I loved hearing the vintage online dating tale. I know. It's such a crazy... I, <laughs> I wonder... I know that there I know that there are lots of people out there who have dating tales like that, but I, I do have to figure that, you know, 
Someone's got to be kind of interested in how it was in 2002. Was Yahoo per- I was married in 2002, <laughs> so I did not know there was a Yahoo personal section yeah, back then. Yeah, I know. I don't think it exists anymore. I mean, <laughs> heck, Yahoo barely exists yeah, anymore. Yeah, too, right. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for sharing your stories. Absolutely. Um, Thank you for again, having me. Tell us, uh, again, where can people find you at Hair Beauty? Yes. So if you are interested in coming and checking up out our vibe and seeing all what our salon is all about, we are on the web at www.harabeautyshop.com. Dot com and that's h-e-r-a beauty shop.com so hera is for the hera the greek goddess of marriage mm-hmm. which actually kind of makes me laugh a little bit too because <laughs> while hera was also a the greek goddess of marriage she was also kind of a bad bitch so you know <laughs> i like it i love it and then people can find you on social media as well yes, absolutely so we're on instagram we are hera beauty shop lv and we are also on facebook on facebook um facebook dot com backslash Hera Beauty. So if people want to make an appointment, they can just go to your website yes. and so, they can make an appointment there. Exactly. So yeah. you can take a look. You can fill out our general information form. You can uh, to get an appointment, or if you go onto our Instagram, because a lot of our girls are, um, like I said, they're independent. They work for themselves. They make their own schedules. So if you see a look that you like, be sure to click on it. Um, and we usually have most of the information up there for everybody so it'd be like their um, Instagram handle their phone number mm-hmm. and the information that you can reach them at and then of course you can you also can go onto the website you can also get a hold of them that way you can look at their service menus mm-hmm. and everything so yes we're fully on the web um, we have intentions of having maybe a YouTube channel later mm-hmm. on cool. um, coming up maybe in 2020 where we are just going to do basic beauty talk for um, just anybody who's interested in what that's we've got. awesome. Well, maybe I'll have you back on and yes. we can talk about you know absolutely. We love sexy everything. looks for dating. Everything. I, I love mean, it. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate I, it. I loved it. It was great. Welcome back to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize that there are no nice guys. I have a single woman with me here right now to interview. It's my friend Stacy Frazier. Hi, Stacy. Hi, Laura. Thank you for being here. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. Stacy and I have been friends for quite a long time, um, and earlier I interviewed Kat Ludens, and I actually met her husband, Nate, before I even met Kat, and I believe it was through Nate and Kat that I met you, correct? I believe so. Yeah. Are we just, I don't know if maybe we networked at the same place, um, but I do remember coming here to Hera Beauty, and you did like a little, like, sort of like short, quick photo shoot of me. I don't know if you remember yes, that. I wore like this I cute little hat with a sweater. So adorable. And, and you had all the shoes. Yeah. And then I came back and I did that glamour shoot with you. Yes. Then I did the full on big shoot with you so Stacy is a photographer and she has her own business that's called Hot Shots but everybody says Hot Shots so whatever you prefer but it's really like Haute Couture like Haute Couture Haute Shots H-A-U-T-E because that's very customized very glamorous and very luxurious it's a luxurious experience yes getting photographed by you correct it should be and how long have you had Haute Haute Shots uh 10 years now 10 years Mm -hmm. but how long have you been a photographer Oh, probably 13 years. Yeah, yeah. And Hot Shots is boudoir. 
It is. But you do more. Because you'll do you when you photographed me it was a it was a glamour shoot. So I, I mostly do boudoir, but I will do other types of photography for returning clients or mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um so mainly it is boudoir. It is. It mainly it's the kind of thing that women do. Would you say it's mostly married women who want to be sexy for their husbands and give them this little book of themselves looking all sexy with different lingerie or? Yes. And I've discovered there are kind of three types of women. Mm-hmm. Two are the married women, happily married or unhappily married. Ooh. Yeah. So they might be coming in to get a boost of self-esteem. Uh-huh. And it helps that way. But then the happily married are doing it for their husbands who adore mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And then there are the single women who just want to make themselves feel good and capture a moment for history to be like, hey, I looked hot one one day. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. And you will go to people's like hotel rooms, like people will come to Las Vegas. They'll book you as part of their experience in Vegas. And you'll go to like a hotel room and, and do this, yes, right? It's yeah. on location photo shoots. So, I love yeah. it. Most of my clients are from out of town. They're not local. So mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. I didn't expect that. So as part of your career, like part of your job role is making women feel sexy, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's like your skill set. Yes. Is making women feel sexy. Because we all need that boost. Mm-hmm. Are you good at making yourself feel sexy? That is an interesting question. Yes, I have. um, Well, I've been single for a while, so Mm -hmm. I kind of have to do that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's a struggle because our self-esteem doesn't just come from ourselves. It does come from what's being reflected back to us. Yeah. That's why I think what I do is important for some people. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do I do that for myself? I mean, getting dolled up and going out is always is always a good thing. I don't know. My girlfriends, you know, they always help in that area, too. We Mm -hmm. build each other up Um, and just trying to love myself through the love languages, Mm -hmm. you know, paying attention to my physical needs, my emotional needs, all of that. That's smart because you just said the love languages and normally that's something that we expect to come from somebody else. But if you're single, you really have to be that person to give yourself like if your love language is active service, you have to be that person to service yourself tee-hee, <laughs> um, to, you know, make yourself feel that love language that you're seeking. Um, why not give it to yourself if you don't have somebody else to give it to you? Correct. And I, my love language is actually words of affirmation, Mm -hmm. which is kind of easy, you know, and it's also easy because strangers sometimes will give you compliments. So yes, so that's a good one. But the one that I find the most difficult being single is uh, physical touch. If you don't want to just have casual sex with people, that's easy. Yeah. But if you're not wanting to do that, how do you get physical touch? Mm -hmm. And I found dancing, coupled dancing is a good outlet for that. A uh, massage or yeah. self-pleasure. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. So, nice. All kinds of things. Well, speaking of being single and couple dancing and it's cuffing season. What? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about how it's cuffing season. We like this is. So had you heard about cuffing season before I brought it up to you? I actually have. Okay. Yeah. So this wasn't a surprise to you because it was a surprise to me. Like, I think I learned about it like maybe what a month ago. When I started seeing articles saying cupping season's coming up, 
um, which is a great content topic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is how you should dress for cuffing season. This is how you should do your makeup for cuffing season. I'm like, what the fuck is cuffing season? I really thought it was like a sex thing. It sounds like a sex thing. I know. I'm like, I want to get cuffed. Um, I have little <laughs> pink fuzzy cuffs. Like, I want to get in on this cuffing season. And it turns out that cuffing season is about the period in which people want to couple up. And it's between now, like October 1st, between now and March. And I think it has something to do with the holidays. Yes, and the weather. And people just have this need, innate need, to couple up. And that's why they call it cuffing season. So are you feeling the effects of cuffing season right now? Every year that I am single, I do wish that I had had somebody for the holidays. You know, I have this yearning to Mm -hmm. share it with somebody. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because when you look around you, you see everybody doing things with their families, Mm -hmm. their husbands, their kids. And when you're on your own, it just makes you kind of yearn for that a little bit. Mm -hmm. I see. I've never really experienced in terms of the season. Um, When I lost my dad recently. I woke up the day after I got the news and I yearned, like yearning. You, you, you nailed it when you said that word. I yearned for a boyfriend in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can understand that need all of a sudden, like, oh, my God, I'm alone. I need, I need another person. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think we do need people. And, and when you're single, you have to figure that out, too. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I have my people when it's not, you know, a paired bond when it's not romantic yes yes. yeah it's the romantic part that's Mm -hmm. missing so it's funny because here it is cuffing season and a man who would weave himself in and out of my life has suddenly appeared (gasps) so maybe he's feeling the effects maybe of cuffing season well what about your past with him has it mostly been around the holidays huh no No, no. It's spread out throughout the year. It spreads out. Mm -hmm. I think it just depends. So maybe now he's just suddenly feeling, maybe he read an article on cuffing season. Who knows? (laughs) I actually have not experienced it. Mm -hmm. And I I wonder if it's the younger generations because they're trying to maneuver their way in a new world. And so this may be them compensating for not being able to find what they want. But in my experience... Everybody seems to be commitment phobes Mm -hmm. and commitment phobes will avoid the holidays. If you are with one around that time, they will break up with you or do something awful. Uh I had this experience last year Mm -hmm. and his birthday came up and he found a way to break up with me for that. He didn't like me giving him gifts. It made me cry like a little baby because I felt so hurt and embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And then uh, sure enough, like right before Thanksgiving, he made sure to break up with me and it was horrifying because I didn't have any family I didn't have any like plans all my mm. friends had already figured out their plans with family yeah. so it, it hurt so that's been my experience usually the men I'm dating avoid the holidays so you have the complete opposite experience that cuffing season yeah. talks about you yeah. have the experience where guys a guy will break up with you yes because he doesn't want to spend the holidays with you he doesn't want me to think we're too serious oh my god uh-huh. Yeah. That's crazy. And I thought, oh, I wonder what he's, his birthday just passed again. And I thought, oh, I wonder what he's doing for his birthday. I bet you money that he was like sitting by himself somewhere. Yeah. So, but you know, that's the life he's created for himself. And I feel sorry for him because he doesn't want to end up alone, but mm-hmm. he just can't do it. 
yeah. with anyone. So yeah. Oh well, that's his own fault. Uh huh. I know. Ho, so ho. this year, my <laughs> my uh, resolution with a friend of mine, we decided. You know, we're sick of thinking every year like, oh, this year for the holidays, I will have a boyfriend. Uh. So we're like, let's do something. Let's be proactive and just plan something anyway. So we're gonna do Palm Springs. <gasps> Thanks golfing. Oh my god, I love it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'm go golf, which is That's hilarious because awesome. I'm awful at that. But my goodness. So, what is your relationship status? You're single, oh, and yes. anything else? Anything? Single, and I say I'm not dating, but these guys just keep coming out of the woodworks and kind of talk me into it somehow. And but you, you know. go out on dates. So here's 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 my question for you because I know you go out on dates. But yet we can't say we're dating. Why can't we say that's dating? It's like men think dating means more than what we think dating means. I think we're able to say I'm dating. In other words, I'm going out on dates. But men, when you use that word with them, oh, they're like, they, oh, we're not dating. We're not getting married, girl. Like, yeah. hold your horses. Um, no, well, when I say I'm not dating, obviously, yes, I am going on dates. I guess I would say I gave up looking in a way, but not mm. completely. I gave up looking in what are now the traditional forms of looking for a mate, mm-hmm. which is online. I just, I can't do it that way. So I'm Well, you're focusing. not online dating. Right. But you are dating. Yes. And now people are finding me in other ways, still online, actually. Some of them are finding me on Facebook, <laughs> which is a little interesting. And I think I'm not going to do that anymore because... Really? It just feels like, well, if they're finding me there, they're Mm. probably just trolling for women, which Mm. is not attractive to me Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I would rather meet somebody in real life, which I'm having good luck with. Not really anybody I'm dating, Mm -hmm. but I'm seeing that there are more possibilities Mm -hmm. for me that way than trying to judge somebody from their online profile. Yeah. I can see if maybe there's a connection. Yeah. Because online profiles, you're seeing just the shallow side, really, like what they look like and Mm -hmm. guys aren't not filling out their profiles all that great yeah so I don't have that to go by and I don't fall for people for their looks Mm -hmm. I you know fall for connecting factors Mm -hmm. like intelligence and humor Mm -hmm. things like that so it's it's difficult for me there so are you meeting guys out and about when you're when you are out and about yes yes all the time yeah Unfortunately, many of them are much too old for me, oh. such as <laughs> last night. But um, but no, I meet plenty of 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 perfectly uh, perfectly eligible bachelors mm-hmm. who seem like they might be a good possibility. Mm-hmm. But I'm not there yet. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what about you? What is your status? So, uh, my relationship status, if it counts, I'm getting laid. Woo! Finally. <laughs> Because I would not been getting laid. I went like a good four months. I don't understand. If that is what you want, mm-hmm. it should be ready and available so to you. So one would think a woman who wants nothing but casual sex, that that should be easy. Yeah, no. It's just as hard as somebody who's looking for their love story. Because you're not just looking for somebody to be a warm body. You still yeah. want to be treated well. I'm not looking for just a hard dick, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the hard dick has to be attached First of all, to a very handsome man. Unlike you, I am a sucker for looks. Like you give me a handsome face and a big dick and I'm, I'm, I'm there, you know. Um, but you're right. There also has to be some treatment or maybe maybe not even treatment, but follow through. Oh, that's a big one. A lot of these guys are happy just talking to me on an app. 
mm-hmm. um, and just are ha- texting back and forth. And that's all they need is my attention. Knowing I want to fuck them mm-hmm. is enough to keep them happy. Yeah, that's not enough. But I want to be penetrated, which means you got to show up yes. to meet me out for drinks. You got to come home with me. And you got to be able to follow through on this. And when you say penetrated, that's not just sexually. That's like penetrate my soul, penetrate my mind. No, I just want to be penetrated sexually. Oh, really? <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> no, I'm literally only looking for the handsome guy with the big dick. Like, that's all I need. Oh, my gosh. It should be so easy. It should be easy. It's not. Because it turns out that handsome guys with big dicks can be lazy as fuck. Yeah, that's not attractive. And they can lay in bed, talk to you on their phone. And that's enough for them. Can I tell you, this is reminding me, a lot of the problems that I see with dating tie into one of my favorite therapists, Esther Perel. She said, what we're dealing with now is Mm -hmm. stable ambiguity. Mm. And that's where people are too afraid to be alone, but unwilling to fully engage in intimacy building. A holding pattern that affirms the undefined nature of the relationship, which has a mix of comforting consistency and the freedom of blurred lines. And oh my gosh, she defined that like nailed it. Yeah, and that's why we're seeing ghosting, icing, yeah, breadcrumbing, benching, mm-hmm. all the you know nobody can just date one person at a time anymore. Mm-hmm. Even when they're looking for the one, mm-hmm. and they can't give of themselves fully to yeah. really build that connection with anybody. So yeah. it's like you're just at arm's length the whole time. Yeah. And constant pauses and communication. Yes, that kills me. I know. I need that momentum to keep mm-hmm. building mm-hmm. and it's it's just not. So I can't connect with anybody now with this new modern dating world we've created. Yeah. So that brings me to a really important question. What is that? Where the fuck are all the nice guys? Oh, I mean, if you're not going to be online dating, where do where do I go then? Where where do I go to go meet the nice guys? Name name some haunts. Actually, I'm looking for casual sex. So let's start there. Name some haunts where I should be going to just to go get picked up on by a guy. Well, if it involves alcohol, that yes, might be normally, yeah. yeah. Uh, that might be a good place to start a bar, or well, I, you know what? I would concentrate on the strip, but really? then you're going to have a one night stand, and you might want somebody mm. that's more regular. Sex. I, I, I would, I would love a regular guy, but sometimes I could easily go for a one night stand. I mean, so yeah, I could see the strip working for a one night stand. Easy because they have a hotel room there. You know, mm. I was out dancing the other day, and some guy was trying to get me to go up to his room. <laughs> <laughs> like no, no, no. But it's easy if they've got a room there already. Like, well, what if I want to meet like a local? Like, are there any local haunts? Like, I mean, I would stick to Summerlin if you're looking for a local, or if you're in Henderson, mm-hmm. um, stick around your neighborhood. Uh, Summerlin, downtown Summerlin, all of the restaurants are, I honestly, Grape Street is probably like a big singles. Grape Street, downtown Summerlin, Mm -hmm. big singles place. What's like the male female ratio there? It's mostly men. (gasps) Now they might not be in the age range you're looking for though. It's, it's older men. I'll, I'll, I'll have sex with an older man if he can perform. I mean, an older, I say older, like around my age. Oh, I would even date a 60 something year old guy. 
okay, okay, go yeah. there, go yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, okay. The six, okay, everyone, 60 something year old man. All right, downtown Slimmerland at Grape Street. I'd say they're mostly in their 50s. <laughs> okay. That I see there. I like 50s. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm almost 50. I like 50s. Yeah. Uh, public school might be cool. I haven't really checked that out for mm-hmm. men. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's like Vintner Grill. Yeah, and I was going to ask you about Vintner. Oh, I love Vintner. The bar at Vintner. It's great. It's like a who's who at the bar at Vintner. Pretty much. But are they single guys? Are they married guys who are looking to step out? Okay. I think the married guys are probably usually seated at a table. Okay. And singles are usually at the bar. But, you know, sometimes there are some married ones mixed in. And are, are, are the guys approachable and friendly? Okay. I go by myself to Vintner, go sit at the bar. Even order a meal because you can get meals. You sit at the bar, right? Are men going to talk to me? Oh, or? yes. Okay. Yes, yes, for sure. And, you know, I mean, I remember at And Iron once, I saw somebody who looked interesting. I had no problem just going up and striking up a conversation with him. Mm. So, oh, and And Iron is going to be good. They're remodeling mm-hmm. and it seems like it's going to be a little bit more of a fun atmosphere maybe. Yeah. So, and it's going to be a draw for men apparently. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Ooh. Stay tuned. Yes. Maybe we, you and I should go and check it out, come back, and talk about our experience on the podcast, see if any guys, I was going to say, see if any guys buys any drinks, but mm-hmm. I don't really think that's happening nowadays, is it? I don't know why we're assuming that uh, it's going to be a draw for men. I don't know why that came into my mind. Just <laughs> let me clear that up. But uh, I think I'm hoping it will be. <laughs> Well, you must have heard something in terms of how they're rebranding or redoing their place that made you think, oh, this sounds like something men are going to really like. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because there was an article about it and it said it's not going to be quite as like feminine decor. They're kind of going a little more masculine. Mm -hmm. And I guess the bar area is going to be expanded, which is great for singles because that's where you go to meet people. And can we just bring back ladies night? Like, I think that would be a great idea. For, that would be smart. Yeah. That would be smart for men who then they know to go. Show, well, let's see if they show up for ladies. Mm-hmm. Night. I don't know. Is it too much pressure for them? Because if they don't want to show up or commit to a date, are they going to show up and commit to ladies night? Well, it's cheaper drink. Oh, wait. No, they have to pay the same amount if they're buying you a drink, right? And ladies pay less yeah. I don't really even ladies know how that night works. used to be something like half off okay well they need to do a ladies night where the men can get cheaper drinks if they're buying it for a lady because it's really hard to get men to buy you drinks now yeah you know even though they're making a shit ton more money I know <laughs> I know men don't buy drinks for a woman anymore I know well they do sometimes they do I the mean if you're on too. a date you know. But even if, I mean, I hear guys complain like about dating women that, and she never like bought them drinks and stuff. And I'm just going, well, you make a ton of more money than she does. Yeah. You know? Look at the cars you drive. There's an obvious indicator right there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, it just used to be a way of flirting. Yes. It's not that any of us need a guy to buy us a we drink. I can pay for that. my own goddamn drinks. Exactly. And it's also not a guarantee that you're going to get laid. If I right. let a guy buy me a drink, doesn't mean I'm going to suck his dick at the end of the night. Right. The motherfucker better know that. Right. But it used to be a way to flirt. It used to be a way to say, hey, I'm attracted to you. Can I buy you a drink? And it was the icebreaker to then begin a conversation. Yes. What happened? I mean, it's like all of that went out the window. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be interested and to show interest in somebody and to do something nice. Guys, please, let's bring that back. Yeah. I mean, because we give a lot of ourselves in the relationships to make them feel wanted and 
Well, at this point is when a regular person would say to you, well, Stacy, why don't you offer to buy a guy a drink? Why don't you offer to show your interest in a man when you see one from across the room? Well, and- I do. I don't buy them drinks mm-hmm. because, you know, I just, I'm, yeah. I'm dining, whining and dining myself yeah. at this point. Um, but I will go and show an interest in them. Well, as someone who's looking for casual sex, I have been the woman to, I have asked guys out. Mm -hmm. I do approach men. I do offer to buy a man a drink. I do, I do all this stuff, whatever pressure has ever been put on men over the years in the past to step up their game, to do whatever they need to do to show a woman that they're interested. I have now started doing those things because I've heard men bitching. How come women don't offer to buy us drinks? How come blah, blah, blah. So I start doing that. Now men think I'm too assertive. Mm -hmm. I'm showing too much male Mm -hmm. energy. I'm, you know, I'm too aggressive. And that really is why I'm having problems finding casual sex. Because it turns out that the same men who are bitching about women not buying them drinks are also going to be the same men who get turned off with an assertive woman. (gasps) Oh my gosh. And they still want to be the pursuer. They still want to pursue. So it's like I have to try and figure out this game in which I can be confident and assertive, but then also remain somewhat mysterious and hard to get. And I really haven't figured that out. I almost came to a realization recently because men keep saying, oh, you're such a strong woman. I'm so impressed with that. But then those men who point that out are the ones who treat me the worst. And I wonder if they're saying that because they think that since I'm such a strong woman, I'll put up with more of their shit, you know? Oh, uh-huh. that's a good theory. So it's become a bit of a red flag for me now. Like I want somebody to see the vulnerability in me and like mm-hmm. understand that even though I am a strong woman, because I have to be, mm-hmm. that there's still this little girl inside of me that wants him to hold my hand and stroke my hair and tell me everything's going to be okay. Do you show your vulnerability? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm good at showing both sides of me. I mean, I have to be strong with them, too, when they're treating me poorly. Yeah, of course. So I, I don't know. You just can't win these days. You really like it, but you never want to know. Never say you're happy because you don't want me to know. I'm a ego and I like the way it grows. I actually feel like it's more difficult for us. Um, I just interviewed Kat, as you know, mm-hmm. and um, and I told you that we were going to discuss where she has this theory that men are having it really hard nowadays and women are having to take the brunt of it. And my thing is, fuck them too bad, right? We've always had it hard, right. so too fucking bad for them. They're not that fucking special. They don't get the special treatment because we never fucking got it, right? That's it's always been right. It's always been hard for us as women, you know, and especially when you're a woman of color, that struggles even harder, Mm -hmm. you know. So I kind of, I sometimes just don't have this compassion that may be required when dealing with men, when dating, um, a, a certain level of patience, I think that's also required. I do have that compassion for them. And I feel kind of alone in that a mm-hmm, lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you and I have gotten into it over yeah. what my responses should have been yeah, in certain yeah. situations. And we're totally opposite with that because I do feel for them. I think, yeah, they've had it easy, of course, but they've also had to hold everything in mm-hmm. and they don't 
really know how to function in this new society, yeah. which is sad. That's what pathetic. Kat's saying too. So you should really read this book. It's by Bell Hooks. She is one of the top feminists. She writes just amazing content for women mm -hmm. and society. And she has one actually geared towards men and it's called The Will to Change. And when Ooh. I say it's geared towards men, it's actually a book for women. To understand men. To understand them better. Oh. And they do have struggles. And, and a lot of it is emotional. And look, the majority of suicides are by men. Mm -hmm. they, are, they are hurting. They just don't know what to do with that. We have always provided them their social life. Mm -hmm, We've mm -hmm. helped them build that. And they don't really know how to do it on their own. And I'm speaking generally. I yeah, do yeah. know many men who are good at that. But um, not all men. We always have to say that, right? Yeah. Not all men. Yes. And, and I'm seeing a lot of men in their 30s and probably 20s, who I'm so impressed with the work they're doing. They mm -hmm. are evolving mm -hmm. and just doing the inner work possible to be able to have a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. And I mean, isn't that what it's all about? Like our relationships that yeah. that's where we find our joy in life. I mean, it really starts off with the relationship with ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, I was talking to someone recently, another single woman, a newly divorced woman. And she was like um, saying, I don't understand men. And I said, that's because you're dealing with men who don't understand themselves. Right. And who's reading all the books to do the work? Like, I don't know any men that are reading the books I am. I mean, now you're making me want to go look up a statistic, but I would not be surprised if most of the consumers of books, self-help books, are women. Oh my gosh. There is a man that I follow and he he is kind of like a guru. I hate that word, but mm -hmm. he, he's putting out stuff for men to be better. Oh, I love it. And it's amazing stuff he's putting out, but he says that his audience is mostly women because wow. they're trying so hard to figure out how to make a relationship work with a human that they cannot get through to mm -hmm. or understand mm -hmm. who is not willing to do the damn work. Yeah. So it's, it's a problem, but I mean, I think they're getting rejected by us a lot more now. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to be happy being alone yeah. for too long. So they're going to have to make some changes eventually, I hope. At some point, they have to take the conversation off the app, off text messaging, get the fuck out of their bed, put on some goddamn clothes, and come join us in the world and yeah. meet us. Yeah, and porn might be fun, you know, just hold yourself up in the room all day and you get a little quick fix that way. Mm -hmm. But God, let's start connecting and like, having fun and being playful and learning about each other's bodies yes. and minds. Let's flirt and talk. Yes, yes, yes. And buy a girl a drink once in a while. Jeez. I'm loving and I'm how I'm hearing more and more about how single women are just sort of, we're taking our own happiness into our own hands. Mm -hmm. um, we're owning it. Uh, we're taking responsibility for it. And we were just going like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go do this. I love how you created your own experience with your girlfriend doesn't have to include men. Yes. You might meet some, meet some great men in Palm Springs, oh, actually. We probably will. But the best part is how we're showing up even more for each other yeah. as, as girls, mm -hmm. girls, women, mm -hmm. um, and girlfriends. Yeah. So, and I mean, really, at this point, I'm starting to envision later in life becoming an episode of the Golden Girls, really. Like, yeah. we're all going to be taking care of each other if oh, it doesn't for sure. change. I already have groups of friends, mm -hmm. including my sister, and we're all like 
we're buying a house together. We're all just going to move in together and yes. take care of each other. And yeah. I don't think men are coming up with a solution yet. I don't think they've caught up with us yet to where they realize this is where they're heading. Mm-hmm. I think they think they're going to get somebody 20 years younger. But unfortunately, the older you get, the harder that is to do. Yeah. Because the age gap widens. But they'll figure it out. And hopefully they'll just be able to pay for a nurse or something to take care of them. But we'll be taking care of each other. Yes. And we do. And we do that well. And we'll, and we'll have, have fun. a hot house or hot pool boy. Yes. Or, or butler Candyman. or both. Or why not a couple? A couple yeah. of guys around. I mean. Yes. Yeah. We'll have we'll have all of our needs met and we'll be living it up. And a great sex toy collection. Yeah. In old age. Not that we share, though. <laughs> oh, God. That is a bit much. But we're going to do a good job at making sure that we've all got the right toys. In our nightstands. I just want to make sure that I don't come across as being angry at men. I mean, maybe I am a little tiny bit angry. I I am a little angry at the treatment that I've had from men in my past, to Mm -hmm. be honest. I've always been so open. Angry or hurt, though, Stacey? You know what? I'm hurt, and my defense is starting to take on a little bit of anger, which I'm not happy about. Yeah, yeah, I'm hurt because I see how giving and and loving I've been, you know, Mm -hmm. to the men in my past, and they just stomped all over that. And I just don't know what to do with it, to be honest, except just keep going. And I mean, I feel like you're keeping on going and you're doing it gracefully and elegantly. And I think you're doing the right thing. And I still love men. Yeah. I still oh love gosh, them regardless. Yeah. And I know there is an amazing man out there who's done the work or is doing the work and is just ready to open himself up to me. Mm-hmm. So it's just trying to find him. I think he's in another country. Maybe he's in Palm Springs. <gasps> he might be. For thanks golfing. Thanks golfing. Yeah. I mean, that's a great sport to take up to meet man. I know. Yeah. Oh, boy. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you keep doing you, Stacy. You too. Thank you. And thanks for being on today. I appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having talking me. with this me. Um, so again, let's tell everybody how they can find you at Hot Shots. Hotshots.com. Uh, yeah, that's that's where you can find me. Or you can see me in Nashville in January. Uh, I'll be doing a speaking engagement for Imaging USA. So if you're a photographer, be sure to uh, sign up for that and, and come say What's hi. What's the speaking engagement on? It's a... It's on Boudoir Photography? Oh, it, yes. I will be uh, doing... It's it's Back to Basics Boudoir. Um, so I will be speaking for like an hour and then I'll be doing a demonstration with a model. Nice. For like half an hour. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So someone wants to book you, they go to H-A-U-T-E-S-H-O-T-S dot com and they can book with you online. Yes, they How can. How far in advance should someone book with you? They- like if they're coming to Vegas... They want to book with you, like, how far in advance? I mean, they can do it anytime, but it's always nice to have advance warning. You know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a last minute uh, shoot might not happen if they're like, oh, I'm here for the weekend. Are you available? That's that's a little tough. But, um, yeah, you know, they can do it three months in advance Mm -hmm. or three weeks in advance. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. And you have a blog, right? So people want um, some tips on, like, how to pose or how to, I don't know, build themselves up so they feel sexy they can oh, go to your blog, yes, right? Yes, and that's attached to the website, and it says blog. So click on that, and there's all kinds of advice, and you can see past shoots with clients who have allowed me to share their images. Nice. Yeah, that is hard to find now. Yeah. So, But also, let people know who are interested doesn't mean that they're going to end up on your blog. Like exactly. You do offer some privacy. Um, yes. Yes. So that is up to them. But also, they are real clients. I don't believe in using models. 
So you'll you'll see exactly what you can expect from looking at their images. Awesome. Thank mm-hmm. you, Stacey Frazier. You're so welcome. Well, that was the premiere episode of There Are No Nice Guys. And I can't thank you enough for joining me and listening in. I hope you enjoyed our walk down memory lane where we looked at what it was like to date online in the early 2000s, vintage online dating. And I hope you enjoyed Stacy's tips on where to find bachelors in Las Vegas. Want to keep in touch? You can find me at There Are no nice guys.com. I hope you'll rejoin me for episode two. We're going to talk divorce. I'll talk a little bit about my own divorce. And I'm going to be interviewing a woman who is fresh on that field and in the process of going through her own divorce. So it's going to get real. It's going to get a little sad. So I hope you return. Stay tuned. Break, 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 break.